0: From KQED. From KQED Public Radio, I'm Michael Krasny. The coronavirus pandemic has shifted the Bay Area housing market. Rental prices in San Francisco are down. And despite business closures and high unemployment, home prices outside of San Francisco are up. And now, with wildfires, poor air quality, and a stifling heat wave, some of those who are able to work from home for the foreseeable future are considering leaving the area for other parts of California, like Tahoe, or even leaving the state. Coming up, we'll hear how coronavirus and working from home is affecting housing costs, we'll talk with some folks who have chosen to leave the Bay Area, and we want to hear from you. Are you thinking about packing up and heading elsewhere? Get in touch on Twitter and Facebook or at KQED Forum, or email us forum at kqed.org. Welcome to Forum. I'm Michael Krasny. Among the Bay Area workers who have the luxury of working from home, some are eyeing an exit from a region known for its excessive cost of living and susceptibility to wildfires and earthquakes and they're contemplating an exodus even as rents have fallen throughout much of the bay area since the start of the pandemic a recent survey from e-commerce site fast found that of those californians who are able to work from anywhere 43 percent are thinking of leaving the state we'll talk about the trend and hear what effect the recent disasters are having on the regional housing market and we want to hear from you are you thinking of packing up and moving If so, why and where are you headed? And as you look out now, perhaps over the Bay Area and things look so dark and orange and apocalyptic in the sky, is that perhaps affecting your decision? You can join us now at our toll-free number or any time throughout this hour. The number to call is 866-733-6786. That number again for your calls is 866-733-6786. And you can also get in touch on Twitter and Facebook. We're at KQED Forum or email. Any questions you may have throughout the hour to forum at kqed.org. Joining us first is Nissa Kiss. Uh, She just moved from San Francisco to Texas. And welcome. Good to have you with us.
1: Thanks so much for having me and inviting me to share my story.
0: Well, we want to hear your story because uh, you're among the many of this exodus of tech workers. You were working in the tech sector, and uh, there's been a big exodus largely because people can work from anywhere if they can work remotely. But tell us why you left.
1: Yeah, so uh, we left for a number of reasons. And the pandemic really exacerbated a lot of the pains that we were feeling as a family. So we moved to San Francisco eight years ago. We loved the city. We wanted to live uh, there forever. And all of that changed when we had a baby and we realized that it was going to be a little more difficult in our one-bedroom apartment. We had 500 square feet. And, you know, we were making it work, but it was tough. And uh, once the pandemic hit and, and we were quarantined for two to three weeks in our one-bedroom apartment with no doors and working from home, it just became clear that this wasn't going to work for us long-term. And uh, thinking down the line, we thought about buying a house and settling down, and we realized that it just, even though we loved the city so much, we had sort of outgrown it, and the pandemic made that really clear.
0: Too small, and the pandemic uh, making things clear, particularly in terms of you outgrowing it. I get the picture. Um, but why Texas? Yeah.
1: So my parents live in Houston, and so having the family support was uh, a key decision in moving to Texas. Uh, We are planning on moving to Austin. We're in my family's house right now, still sheltering with them, which has been really nice to have their support and also be able to keep them company. Uh, But Texas, despite not necessarily being aligned with our values on many things, it has a much lower cost of living, and so we can set settle down roots and look at buying a house and living in a community that has a lot of other families and space for our daughter to play. And those things weren't important to us before, but they are now because we have a child, and the cost of living uh, in Austin or in Houston is uh remarkably different than San Francisco. And uh what we can do with our money and our savings and all of that is drastically different here as
0: well. And we should probably footnote that Austin is uh, dramatically different from the rest of Texas, actually.
1: Yes, that's why we chose it.
0: Well I wish you the best of luck, Nissa, and uh thank you for sharing your story with us. Appreciate very much your being yes, with us this morning.
1: Thanks so much. I wish everyone the best with these uh crazy times we're in.
0: Thank you for that. That's Nessa Kiss. She just moved from San Francisco to Texas. And let me tell you who's joining us uh, to continue this discussion. Matt Chernock is the weekend editor of SFIST, and he joins us this morning. Welcome to the program.
2: Thank you for having me. I appreciate it.
0: Glad to have you. Appreciate your being here. And Jeff Tucker is also joining us. He's an economist at Zillow. Welcome, Jeff Tucker.
3: Hey, thanks for having me.
0: Glad to have you as well. And uh, Matt Chernock, let me begin with you. And let's begin by talking about really what uh, pretty much, I guess, is overarching in this whole sense of people leaving and why they're leaving. Uh, a lot of them are leaving because they want uh, bigger space, uh, cheaper rents and so forth. But it really does boil down or a slower pace of life uh, for so many like uh, Nissa Kiss, who we just heard from, cost of living.
2: Yeah, it's funny. I mean, I'm actually from Austin, Texas, so so, um, I actually lived there for three years before I came to the Bay Area. And, um, you know, in my reporting, what I've I've kind of found is that, you know, it's, it's kind of a hodgepodge of things. It's kind of, you know, people want to move because, A, it's just incredibly expensive to live here, but also there's a sense of like, you know, I think the city has changed so much in the past decade that things that people came here for originally are necessarily here as well. And I think, you know, especially what you're seeing as well with like people who I've who I've interviewed is that, you know, it's really hard to raise a child in San Francisco. And if your job allows you to work remotely, it's much, you know, easier to kind of move your household and rear a child in like let's say Lake Tahoe, Washington, DC, Austin, Texas, Houston, all these kind of, you know, I would say also very tech focused cities, but are much more, you know, cost effective. You know, I want to say I believe the you know the cost of living in Austin, Texas is forty percent below than what it is here. So um yeah, it's just, you know, I think it's a huge macro narrative and there's a really there are many ways and many reasons why people are fleeing, but I think it kind of boils down to cost of living, opportunity, and you know, perhaps a cultural shift.
0: Yeah, but what about all those other factors? I mean the fires, for example, the smoke we're looking out at the sky now that it's, <laughs> yeah. it's totally dark. And, gonna... and, uh, I know. It's... I mean that has to that has to figure in, yeah.
2: Yeah, it's funny. I was like, I was like, wow, what a time to have a conversation where the sky is really orange and looking quite apocalyptic. Uh, I think, yeah, and I think, too, you know, this time of kind of collective um, in sp- of being very insular, you know, people are reflecting on what they really need, what they don't need. And, you know, the pandemic has really stripped us, you know, of many things, of many things that we um, either don't need or want or, you know, would like to have and in that kind of clearing if you will like i think people are realizing what's really important to them um and so you know i've i've talked on -on one-on-one to about 10 to 15 people on the subject and it kind of boils down to like we said before cost of living but i'm also seeing from people who are fleeing the area these are people who you know perhaps you know have been here for you know a handful of years and haven't really assimilated into let's say the culture if you will um you know i have friends who Are unfortunately unemployed who you know are having reduced hours they've been in the city for 15 20 years and they can't really think of living anywhere else And so they're trying to make it work so you have people who you know their incomes are now cut by half but they're moving from a 2,000 a month unit to 1,000 a month unit Um, they're moving from you know a studio space that they have themselves to a shared home Um, and I think you know What's, you know, there was a, there's a great SFK piece um, by Andrew Chamings about kind of San Francisco's return to a more bohemian lifestyle. And I think, you know, this, you know, exodus, if you will, is kind of, you know, a coming to center of like, removing, you know, some of the money and the inflation that's kind of, you know, made San Francisco, San Francisco so expensive to live in. And we're kind of coming back to this creative kind of very left of center roots.
0: Also losing a lot uh, during the pandemic in terms of restaurants and cultural activities Mm -hmm. and uh, all of those magnets, too. But let me bring uh, Jeff Tucker into this as an economist at Zillow. And uh, Jeff, let's get the picture from you just of, uh, well, the fact that things are somewhat different throughout the Bay Area because listings have skyrocketed in San Francisco. But the demand for single family homes in Oakland is exceeding the supply. So you have differences, uh, especially when you compare San Francisco to Oakland or, for that matter, to San Jose, where there are more homes for sale.
3: Yeah that's, that's right. We, um, San Francisco really stuck out to us as probably the best example in the country right now of a place where the city, the, the core city of the metro area is having a huge glut of unsold listings. A, a lot of people have listed their homes for sale. Um, it, it's now about two and a half times as many homes as were on the market this time last year um, and they're taking longer to sell in the city of San Francisco. Um, in the metro area as a whole, um, we're not seeing that that same you know that 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 same kind of excess supply relative to demand. Um, it it remains, and you know I think when we talk about the prices and the cost of living in the Bay Area, um, the, you, there's the city of San Francisco, and then then there there are these suburban counties. There's also of course Oakland um, and and the East Bay, um, and we we're seeing a lot of demand for. Places kind of nearby, um, and and actually places that, that would be considered fairly exurban. So uh, Napa or uh, Sonoma or Solano counties are are all actually are actually experiencing a bit of a property boom right now, um, and and I absolutely think there is a connection to the pandemic, uh, this ability to work from home along with kind of shutting down all of the in-person activities that make living in the city so appealing. And it's not just about that proximity for your commute. Um, I think the really big question is, uh, what will happen when those kind of in-person activities come back to life, when, when you can go to a live show, when you can go to happy hour after work with your coworkers? Um, will all of those people who were just, you know, connecting via Zoom uh, to their team meetings uh, during the workday, are they going to feel left out or maybe you know, miss some important networking moments uh, because they're not around to do the happy hour after work or, or grab coffee with you know, a coworker who just started at a cool new startup down the block. Um, that kind of in-person serendipity uh, is, is really hard to recreate online. Um, so I, I think it's really anybody's guess what the long-term effect of, of working from home will be.
0: It's pretty difficult to predict. Although in the bubble of the 2000 dot com bubble, people were leaving, and they were saying, "Well, you can do a, a startup from anywhere." But many of them came back. We don't know if they're going to come back uh, with this, and we can perhaps talk about that and hear from our listeners' thoughts about that. But we're coming up on a quick break here. And Jeff, I wanted to get your sense of uh, of the of the rents. It's uh, kind of a rental market uh, right now, a renter's market, I should say, because rents are falling. In fact. Uh, one-bedroom apartment in July fell 11% in San Francisco and in Cupertino Mountain View over 15%. They're going down.
3: Yeah, the the rental market is absolutely showing this exodus far more than, than the purchase, you know, the, the owner-occupied side of the market. I think a lot of people who have bought homes or thinking about buying homes are thinking more of that five-year time horizon. But for renters, um, you know, they, their leases are coming up for renewal. And a lot of them are just saying, hey, I can... Um, when my lease expires, that gives me the flexibility to just sort of uh, walk away and sit back and wait to see how this all shakes out. So landlords are absolutely seeing a slump in rental demand. It's in, in the Bay Area, that, that is still a mix of unemployment. We, we have to keep in mind, unemployment is still over 8%. And so there are a lot of, especially service sector workers, who are having trouble making rent. A lot of the people who you know, work in food service, uh, leisure and hospitality, they're really struggling to make rent as well.
0: Jeff, hold that thought. We're going to go to a break here for a minute. We're in a kind of, as someone said, a doom and boom stage, depending on your employment and your economic status. Stay tuned for more. I'm Michael Krasny. This is Forum. I'm Michael Krasny. We're talking about why some people who have the luxury of working from home are considering leaving the Bay Area. Matt Charnock is with us, weekend editor of SFist, and Jeff Tucker, who's an economist at Zillow. And if you want to join the program, you can give us a call at our toll-free number. It's 866-733-6786. That number again for your calls, 866-733-6786, or get in touch on Twitter and Facebook. We're at KQED Forum or email any questions or comments you might have to forum at kqed.org. I'm going to go to some calls, but before, let me go to uh, a tweet from a listener who says, we moved to rural Angels Camp in Calaveras County two months ago from Oakland Hills, half-priced houses, and they throw in 10 acres for free. We're so much happier here now that we can spread our wings. Amy writes, uh, I'm house hunting in Ohio because I have a family there and miss them. We could buy two or three gorgeous houses there for what we can get for our house in the Oakland Flats. On the other hand, if Trump is reelected, we're staying right here. And Bill writes, it seems like this is the year the wheels fell off the bus and things we took for granted stopped working. It's a fool's errand waiting for our government to address climate change there must be a better way and another tweet from morgan who writes my wife and i want to move back to the bay area we lived in san francisco for 10 years and though st louis is much more affordable you can't beat the pro- the produce weather and nature of northern california hopefully rents drop we're aiming to move back post pandemic again you can add your voice to this and let's uh, hear some some callers we go to courtney in idaho courtney good morning
4: hi good morning i lived in Angwin and we were there during the pandemic when everything shut down we have family that recently moved to southern idaho and about eight months or so ago and once we were able to go remote uh work-wise i work for a healthcare system we decided that we were gonna go ahead and make the move instead of waiting two to three years. Not only our home prices much, much cheaper up here, but um, the quality of living was something that we were looking for when it comes to raising my child. We've lived in LA, we've lived in different places. And after visiting here, we thought that this was a good compromise. Since we have moved here, um, obviously there was a fire in England, which we were not there for. But luckily, everything is still okay and all of our friends and community members. But uh, once we moved here, we also just found out that electricity here in Idaho is $0.07 cents a kilowatt. In California, it's 40 something cents a kilowatt. So I'm a single parent, and I'm looking to buy my first home, looking at a brand-new house um, – fully built with everything upgraded, you know, for easily under $300,000 is extremely appealing. I'm not quite sure what has caused the Bay Area to become so inflated over time, but it's just not feasible to A, sustain a livelihood in California for a single parent's household, and nor is it feasible for me to ever buy a house there. My family did get burned out of paradise and they did lose everything in that fire. And my brother is rebuilding a house up there right now. And he just got evacuation orders out of, um, or warning, excuse me, out of Oroville. So the thought of climate change and fires becoming very much so a new prominent reality has, um, you know, not forced, but more so encouraged us to look elsewhere. And since getting to Idaho, we are extremely happy. I understand what the tweet was regarding the produce and everything, but up here, the produce, the weather, the agriculture, um, we're all very pleasantly surprised and happy with it.
0: Well, Courtney, I appreciate very much uh, you're telling us your story. In fact, I have a friend who moved to Idaho recently and the kid is in school and the schools are operating and the shops are open and so forth. Uh, it may not necessarily be nirvana, but certainly there you can understand the pull for many people. And uh, Matt Charnock, let me go back to you on this. There are many people, nevertheless, who want to stay here, even if they're in the ranks of the unemployed, even if uh, they are having real challenges and trying to make it work. And uh, I think... Uh, didn't you point out at one point say something about maybe this would make my friend David Talbot ecstatically happy maybe returning to some kind of bohemianism uh, with all these changes that are going on
2: yeah so like so you know of the people who I spoke to who are kind of you know um, you know and also just you know to to the to the person who called like you know I completely, you know, I, I cannot fathom raising a family here with just how much money it would cost. I mean, it just, it's almost an, you know, an astronomical amount, Um, you know, for the friends from the, from the, from the friends and the people who I've spoken to who are, you know, really keen on staying, I would say 90% of those are creatives. Um, Those are people who have invested some sort of, you know, creative capital in San Francisco, whether they're they're muralists, Let's say there there's ceramicists who have you know a kiln in the city. There are painters who have an art studio in the mission. Um, these are people who have kind of um, that their job and their location, especially with their creativity, isn't really doesn't really um, kind of go to let's say remote work, if you will. So you know they their clients are here and their clients are still actually buying art. It's it's actually really interesting. Um, you we've been seeing. Um, you know, a lot of my friends who are also kind of, you know, and people who I've also interviewed who are painters and kind of in the creative realm are actually seeing huge spikes in sales. Um, I mean, they're I'm not sure if you're aware, but the, there's the great uh, public artist uh, Finch who does the uh, teddy bear murals, sorry, not teddy bear, the, um, the honey bear murals as well, and, like the Castro and the Mission. And he saw like a 600 to 700 percent increase in sales like earlier in the pandemic just from people buying his art. Um, and, um, yeah, so I, you know, I think to the point too, it's just, you know, I think the bohemianness is kind of the people who are really kind of steadfast and kind of like their feet are in the concrete are the creatives, are those kind of left of center ilk. And um, those people who kind of made San Francisco quote unquote, the quirky, like very weird city, if you will. And those people seem very keen on staying. And, you know, the people who have the opportunity to work remotely, or let's say, you know, a lot of people I spoke to kind of came here for a tech job. And so now that their tech job is kind of remote, they have now said, okay, you know, I can sequester much more of my income by moving my, you know, my living elsewhere. So I think, you know, yeah, I think, you know, yeah, I think that's it's really it seems a- to be a pattern.
0: Yeah. Uh, and and I thank you for outlining it uh, again. Uh, Matt Charnock is weekend editor at FSF. Uh, let me get some more calls on here and let's get to Kerry in Oakland next. Kerry, join us. You're on the air.
5: Hi, thank you for having me. Um, you know, despite what we're seeing today, I moved out here 10 years ago from the East Coast and right when I moved out there was Hurricane Sandy that um just kind of decimated lower New York, lower Manhattan and uh New Jersey and there was multiple snow snow apocalypses and so I think the idea of going back at, some points were more appealing but really it's like you're damned if you do you're damned if you don't um i feel like the bay area is really progressive on a lot of issues in the realm of social change and social justice that oakland is is driving the narrative on some of those issues so it's actually an exciting time to be here and i'm kind of feeling like um with what's happening with the the dropping rents, we might see some equity when it comes to housing and um, really more opportunity for uh, real diversity and and change to happen in the city. So, um, you know, I I just think that going back to New York, it just seems daunting, too. There's Despite what's happening with the natural disasters, there's just so much to appreciate. You know, there's just hikes so so close by and Napa. And unfortunately, those areas are afflicted by the wildfires and environmental change. But like it's you can't it can't compare to some other places, some other major metropolitan areas.
0: Kerry, I'm glad uh, you spoke up for the Bay Area, and I thank you for that. Uh, we got two alternative views there from uh, Collar in Idaho and Kerry in Oakland. And speaking of Oakland, uh, Jeff Tucker, what about the rents in Oakland now?
3: Yeah, the um, so rent in in Oakland is is not really coming down. Unfortunately, um, we're seeing a lot of sort of movement and people seeking out more affordable parts of the metro area of, of the Bay Area broadly, and and you know unfortunately, from the perspective of renters, renters in Oakland, um, you know, a lot of that is, is movement toward the East Bay. The thing is that prices and rents take they take a while to adjust downward. And, and in fact, falling rents are, are kind of rare in the rental market. So I, I think a lot of landlords in, um, you know, on the peninsula, and in San Francisco are pretty loath to lower rent, because, you know, they don't want to cut rent for their existing tenants, even if it may help them bring in a new one. Um, Jeff Tucker and I, is an I economist
0: think, at Zillow. Excuse me. You had something. You, I didn't mean to cut you in there. You, you oh, were well, yeah, I just
3: want to sort of raise this point of the, the idea of if I don't think the, the Bay Area will sort of empty out because it's too expensive. That's a bit of like it's like the economics version of the idea of like no one goes there anymore. It's too crowded. Um, if 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 it's too expensive for a lot of people, the, those prices can adjust. And the Bay Area has more room than anywhere else in the country for prices to adjust and, and really, I think this gets back to, to Matt's idea of like, it could just be different people in the Bayer. It could be different people now who will have the chance to afford it, maybe people in more creative professions.
0: And here's Kyle, we were speaking about Oakland, who writes, I love Oakland and my time here, but everything changed once the pandemic hit. I feel like I can't engage in many of the aspects of this area that were initially attractive to me. So a week ago, when a friend of mine who lives in Kona, Hawaii, invited me to come out there, it was a no-brainer. My remote work is extended through at least the end of the year. And with the pandemic, elections, social unrest, and fires, it seems like the perfect time to escape to Hawaii. Let's go to North Lake Tahoe and welcome another caller. Laura joins us. Good morning, Laura.
6: Hi. Thanks for having me. I was wondering if there's any sort of consideration or somewhat understanding of people in more rural areas being unintentionally displaced by those buying homes or outbidding people for rent they to work from home now and generally make more money than people who work in-person jobs in the community, having seen rent prices skyrocket and lots of homes being bought out for people who do live and work in these smaller communities.
0: Yeah, it's an important question. And let me uh, get your thoughts about this, Jeff Jeff Tucker, particularly in light of the fact that Truckee, uh, I was thinking about Tahoe housing market has gone up 23 percent, part of these Zoom towns. But Truckee uh, has become uh, sort of a place for a lot of these tech workers, these white collar workers who are looking for mountain homes near open spaces. And that influx is really changing the whole nature of the town.
3: Absolutely. The, this is taking a dynamic that that was often in place already in a sort of in these kind of tourism or destination oriented towns and absolutely supercharging it. Of You, you bring in folks who have much more purchasing power uh, because their income is connected to an industry, this kind of global tech industry, rather than, you know, being tied to the local uh, the local economy of, you know, connected to whatever the, the local in-person activities are in Truckee or Tahoe um, and that's why, yeah, the, the, the Tahoe market in particular and Truckee uh, nearby are just seeing astronomical bidding wars, skyrocketing prices. Um, and the thing is, it doesn't take that many San Franciscans sort of moving in uh, to pretty quickly kind of muscle out the, uh, anyone trying to buy on a local income. In those Excuse areas. me, Jeff.
0: It makes it terrible for essential workers and teachers and nurses and firefighters. I mean, these escalating costs. Uh, do we still have Laura on the line? Laura, are you there? Yes, I'm still here. Yeah, can you talk about what it's been like for you?
6: It's just been really difficult to find a place to rent, and I know folks who are trying to buy homes, and they've kind of had this feeling of being displaced by those who do make more money coming generally from tech. And I'm having that feeling I'm actually originally from the Bay Area and just felt kind of pushed out because the work I do – doesn't involve making a huge salary at all and then I was able to find a place about five years ago to work hands-on with the community here and now I'm kind of feeling this wave move from the Bay Area into more rural places where speaking for many I do love living there because it isn't a city feeling and it's just frustrating to see folks who do want a better life and enjoy being outside but who are then pushing out people who work and support the community hands-on and losing that opportunity to people who don't always necessarily work with the community. They just want to live in a beautiful place, but without really putting in the work to make that place a home or a neighborhood.
0: Well, Laura, I wish you the best of luck, and I thank you for joining us this morning on the Forum Program. I'm going to go to more of your calls and emails in just a moment. I want to go back, though, to Matt Charnock for a moment here. Uh, Matt Charnock, again, is weekend editor of SFist. Matt, didn't you uh, encounter a lot of people who said they just don't think it's so great to live here, period? Uh, they don't necessarily want to come back or aren't even thinking about coming back.
2: Yeah. So, you know, a good chunk of the people who I also interviewed kind of were just like, you know, we're kind of done. Um, there was actually a really interesting uh, Chronicle piece that came out, up, completely a day or two ago that sampled... Uh, you know, a small population of people who were leaving and, you know, over half said there was a really kind of like flip of the coin half said they would come back, half said they, you know, they wouldn't come back. And, you know, I think the people who, you know, would come back are kind of, I would say, as long as there's some financial security and there's jobs coming, but also, you know, it's, you know, I mean, I personally love living in the Bay area. I'm from Texas and, you know, I, you know, my, you know, you know, to an earlier caller, like, I think it's a really interesting time to live here with everything that's going on politically, environmentally, like, we are a very progressive urban hub, and, you know, I'm from, you know, I was born in Texas and kind of had that, that, you know, that rearing, and, you know, I can't see myself living anywhere else, so, you know, but, you know, I have, but there are cons as well, like, price of living, car, you know, my car was just broken into, like, you know, a month ago, like, there are some cons to living here, um, and, for me, and I think from other people who I've spoken to who, you know, either are staying here or are kind of moving away and thinking about coming back, you know, those cons, you know, don't outweigh the perks of living here. You know, we are a vibrant metropolitan with like great public art, great, you know, unfortunately like to an earlier caller, like, you know, the, you know, the tech happy hours are kind of a thing of the past now because restaurants are closed in mass. I mean, you know, you know, the golden gate, Uh, Restaurant Association, you know, thinks at least half of restaurants in the entire San Francisco will close from the pandemic. So we are losing a lot as well. And so um, I think it's just we it's it's definitely, a I think, a case by case thing. And I know for at least myself and I think of the people who I've spoken to, um, you know, they have chosen to, you know, wait it out or kind of move away and see how things go for a year or two and then perhaps come back.
0: All right. I want to read some emails that are coming in. And this is uh, an email from a listener who writes, I just heard your caller discussing how wonderful it was to move to Idaho. I think something worth considering is how friendly these places are to people of color, more specifically, black people. We have no plans to move out of the Bay Area, but if we were, we would definitely be looking at places like Houston, Atlanta, and D.C., where there are large populations of black people. I could never see myself moving to somewhere like Idaho or North Dakota to raise my black family. And Andrew writes, people are forgetting about what happened during the 2001 tech bus. Tech workers realize that if they move to work in Austin, San Diego, or Boise, they won't be able to find another firm to work for in case they get fired or want to find a better job. As long as tech workers have more options and employment here, they will come back here to the Bay Area. And William writes, the pandemic and California's response to it has been catastrophic. The state has so much to offer, but with it practically closed, none of that matters now. Why then are we paying this premium? And here's a listener who says, we worked and saved to be able to buy our very own house in our 50s. We love it here in Berkeley, except for the incredible cost. If Trump wins, that's the last straw, and we will sell and move to Munich. My husband works in tech and can transfer his job there. Let me bring on Charlotte Boyd who recently moved from San Francisco to Chattanooga, Tennessee. And Charlotte Boyd, good to have you with us on Forum. Good morning. Hi, good morning. Well, why'd you move to Chattanooga?
7: Well, I'm originally from Chattanooga. Um, After eight years of living in San Francisco, um, it just didn't feel very sustainable for, you know, my my future.
0: And so uh, why Chattanooga?
7: I'm from Chattanooga originally. Uh,
0: and uh, this is sort of um, just non-sustainable in terms of cost of living or in wanting maybe a home that had a backyard and some space to it and that sort of thing?
7: Yeah, it's kind of all of the above. Um, you know, I think that there's a lot to say about San Francisco. It's a beautiful city, um, and there's a lot of opportunities there, but um, at the end of the day, having a three-hour commute, um just to get to work every single day and back home, it just kind of sucks up all of your life.
0: And COVID sort of pushed up the timetable, I take it.
7: Yeah, um, definitely pushed up the (laughs) timetable. Was interesting, I couldn't even get a moving company to come out to California to move me to Tennessee.
0: Well, you're there and I wish you the best of luck and I thank you for joining us. We're gonna go to a break, we'll be back for more. Stay tuned, I'm Michael Krasning. This is Forum. I'm Michael Krasny. We had to say goodbye to uh, Jeff uh, of Zillow, but um, we're going to continue, Jeff Tucker, but we're going to continue taking your calls and emails. And uh, in fact, let me read some emails here. A listener writes, no one in my community is leaving and they are actually quite happy about this exodus. It's not just the creatives who are staying. It's people who are interested in being part of the community and have roots. It really shows who came for the gold rush. Easy come, easy go. Whoever really wants to be here will stay. And Karen writes, I moved here in 2008 for a job. I'm 71 now and retired. The rent continued to rise with virtually no improvement. I'm going to move back to Michigan, mostly due to the proximity to Canada, where insulin and medications are quite a bit less expensive. My problem now is I'm African-American and can't get a moving company to show up to the area in Richmond I live in. It's the second uh, resounding sense of uh, difficulty getting a moving company. Let's get a caller on here, and Karen from San Jose joins us. Karen, welcome.
4: Hi, thank you. You are um, welcome. So, my family and I—sorry—we live in San Jose. Uh, we own a home. I'm actually from the Bay Area originally, but my husband is from Michigan, and we have been thinking about moving back to Michigan um, for the cost of living, like the same as everybody else, right? To live closer to family. Um, But not all tech companies have been really clear on their stance in regards to working remotely. And so he and I both work in the tech industry. We're concerned that should we move away and like another uh, caller recognized if we lose our jobs, um, there's really no clarity on if there will be jobs there for us in Michigan um, and what that future might look like and if the quality of life would be able to maintain itself. So uh, we're really torn, but we want to get out of here. We're done with the smoke and the high cost of living.
0: Well, thank you for letting us know where you are, Karen, and thank you for um, joining us here. I want to get another, another caller on right away. A realtor is joining us. It's Herb in San Francisco. Herb, good morning.
8: Good morning. I just want to let you know that I was working with the first-time buyers looking in Northeast Bay, El Cerrito, Vallejo. We looked at 10 homes, seven for sale were people moving back to where they came from, Austin, Portland, Phoenix. Their jobs had said they don't need to go back to the office, and so they moved closer to family. I have never had Property, this many properties on the market at the same time. Three condos, two single family homes, never had anything on for 92 days, not even in the 2008 recession. In 18 years of real estate, I've never seen a listing go that long. One of my clients is moving to Lafayette for more room for their nine year old. The perceived access has also created a very difficult situation where painters, contractors to get a house ready are not available and it takes weeks. I have a lore uh, with sellers uh, while getting a property on the market. The condo market is suffering because no one wants to share hallways or elevators. Uh, If a single-family home comes on the market over a condo, the house sells quickly. And due to the loss of gyms, I swim 30 to 40 laps a day pre-COVID and am considering myself possibly looking somewhere else. I saw a home up in Petaluma on half an acre where I could dig a pool. Lastly, the other thing that's really a big issue is homeless. I have a client who's lived in San Francisco for since 1993, has owned a condo at 16th and Sanchez. called me the other day because of all the tents and the homeless in his neighborhood. He may sell his place later this year because he wants to go to the East Bay. He's going to be looking in, in Maxwell Park in Oakland where he's got a different neighborhood, quieter. He's got a backyard and room and really doesn't have to deal with that kind of situation.
0: Well, Herb, I appreciate hearing from you, and I thank you for the call. Good luck to you. I want to bring on Jane Yu now, who is a financial planner and founder and CEO of Jane Financial. She works with a lot of tech women who are looking to move. Jane Yu, welcome to the program. Good to have you.
9: Thanks for having me, Michael.
0: Well, let's begin with your clients. What are they saying about moving or looking toward moving?
9: Okay, well, most of my Bay Area clients actually want to stay in the Bay Area and and, and that even includes the renters. Most of my uh, Bay Area clients are renting, um, and let's say you know two thirds of them uh, plan to remain here. Um, but of the third that do want to leave, um, you know the the uh, attitude is more about let's wait things out. You know I can work from home through next summer. Um, I'm gonna move somewhere else. Temporarily, and then next year um, I'll reassess. So that's the attitude that I'm hearing from my clients.
0: And the attitude from those clients who are thinking of leaving is uh, one of looking at other metro areas, like Seattle or Irvine, for that matter.
9: Um, yeah, most of them are looking at other major metropolitan areas. Um, one uh, one of my clients um, is renting actually in Tahoe, um, but the others are looking at, for example, Denver. Um, Orange County, um, uh, yeah, Orange County actually seems to be a pretty popular destination.
0: Well, we heard from a listener a while ago who said, uh, they didn't know whether or not things were going to change uh, vis-a-vis the tech industry. And I know that Mark Zuckerberg has been talking about maybe, uh, paying less to those who log in from other places. Uh, I think you sent out a caveat, uh, have you not to some of your clients that, uh, if they move out, uh, they may expect to get audited.
9: Yes. Um, So a couple things here. Um, So, for the clients who want to leave the Bay Area, that's exactly right. You know, I'm advising them that, you know, when they feel comfortable disclosing this, they should let their manager know that they're planning to move. Um, Mark Zuckerberg uh, made headline news about two months ago um, saying that Facebook employees who move before the end of 2020 need to disclose. Uh, their new location and face a a likely pay cut. Um, Employers have different policies right now. For example, um, Google or Alphabet um, hasn't made it clear if um, their employees will face a pay cut if they leave the Bay Area, Um, but I'm telling uh, my clients to let their managers know um, because, you know, the companies can track where they're logging in from. Um, And then in terms of the, uh, the question about facing an audit. Um, f- so California is the highest income tax state in the US. Um, and there are uh, Nevada is one of seven states that don't levy an income tax at all. So um, for uh, you know, for my clients who are thinking of moving to, let's say, the Tahoe area, but on the Nevada side, um, I've advised them. You know, j- just be ready. You know, nothing to be scared about, but just be prepared to be audited by the California Franchise Tax Board. Which is California's IRS equivalent, um, because we're living in the highest income tax state. The FTB is very aggressive about pursuing people who claim to have left California, um, and so you know there's uh, there's a, a court case um, uh, that resulted in what's called uh, the Corbett factors. Corbett was the name of the person who. Um, uh, tried to sue California um, to prove that they left the state Um, and so you know that means things like changing your uh, driver's license to the new state updating your voter registration Um, if you have pets you know taking them with you and finding them a new vet Um, because if you can't prove your case when you're audited by the FTB um, then the the state is going to uh, go after you for the taxes that uh, that you owe them.
0: Well, I thank you for bringing your expertise to bear here in this program. Uh, Jane Yu, good luck to you. Appreciate your being with us. Thank you. Jane Yu, financial planner, founder and CEO of Jane Financial. Let me go to some more calls. Let's bring Will on from Oakland. Will, you're on. Good morning.
10: Hi, good morning. Um, I'm a truck driver down here in the port of Oakland and live in Oakland, was born in Alameda, you know, have lived in the Bay Area my whole life, and I got to say, it's, it's both disappointing and hopeful with how tech has progressed and how rent has just gotten higher and higher. And the, the financial gap between working class members and uh, yeah, just middle-class families out here versus people in tech is, is absolutely insane.
0: Sort of like two different nations almost, that, isn't it? I don't mean to be hyperbolic, but it almost seems sometimes like two different countries.
10: It absolutely is. Even, you know, walking just down a, a block in Oakland, you'll see who lives where. You know, it's not uncommon now to see a Tesla parked somewhere where that never would be a possibility even 10 years ago. So I'm I'm hopeful that with everyone in tech leaving, everyone that kind of was from here and had communities here and had, had a life here can, are able to come back. Hopefully the prices drop, and that is the case. But there was also another caller that said, you know, they they feel like it, it's just going to all come back, and I, I also agree with that. And it, I can't outbid someone in tech over a place to live. No, there's no way.
0: Well, we'll have to wait and see, but I certainly appreciate your expressing your hopes, and it's good to hear from you, Matt. I thank you for the call. I want to get to uh, another caller. This is Chris in San Jose. Chris, join us. You're on the air.
11: Thank you, Michael. Good morning. I am going I am negotiating hard right now for an early retirement from where I work and the reason for that is my father turns 81 years old this month and he is living alone in Colorado and I'm living alone here in color, in California and it just doesn't seem to make any sense and earlier this year my mother died in a care home and we we couldn't be with her she died alone and I don't want that for my dad And it just seems silly to stay in California and work and have to leave my dad alone. It would be so much better just financially and emotionally for me to pull up stakes and move to Colorado and be with him and be together and be a bubble, but just be together and be a family. I understand.
0: Uh, I understand. I sympathize. And and I'm sorry for the loss of your mother. Uh, So you're going to move pretty clearly. Yeah,
11: I've got to, you know, of course, I've got to set things up. I'm I'm under 60. I haven't hit the kind of any of the magic 60, 62, 65 marks yet. But it it, right off the bat, um, you know, I would save thousands of dollars a month just by not paying rent. So it seems very doable because it's so expensive to live here as a renter to move into a house. And I jokingly asked my dad, well, how much rent would you charge me? And he said, it'll be free. So why not? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for taking my
0: call. Yeah, and thank you for calling. And let me read a tweet here from Mary who says, we chose to stay for social values in our communities. Perhaps as progressives disperse from the Bay Area to more conservative places, they will spread these progressive values, hopefully. And some more of your emails. Here's Rich who writes, I was raised within two miles or so from where I live now in Burlingame. I moved to Dallas in the 1980s for work. It would be hard to find a more miserable place to live. Most of the year, you cannot be outside because the weather will kill you. Yes, houses are much cheaper, but wages are lower and property taxes are very high. There's also the attitudes of the people who live there. And Joseph writes, with all the ongoing fires amidst the current pandemic, it appears insurance companies may flee the Bay Area markets, further exacerbating real estate prices and putting in jeopardy the ability to secure loans. Is there evidence of this scenario already playing out in our local community? Let me read a few more emails here. Uh, Mark writes, "Uh, what brought us to the Bay Area seems less relevant now. We are an interracial gay couple who raised a child, but the world has gotten a little safer for us and the Bay Area has become a lot less diverse. I think we need to talk about how the city planners under Willie Brown really favored big tech and big money and sort of eliminated the diversity and art of the Bay Area. City planners need to know that we need art, we need weirdos, we need all those things to make the cost of a city worth it. And Lisa writes, we're ready to leave Berkeley after 20 years. The value in this region has been diluted by a horrible homeless situation. The taxes are outrageous here, and they don't buy anything to show. Roads are in disrepair, and litter everywhere. Schools are mediocre at best, and crime is off the charts, all while they are defunding our police. I'm not sure who is in charge anymore. Do you get that kind of feedback, Matt Matt Charnock?
2: Yeah, it's, it's, you know, I think, too, um, you know, it's, it's really hard sometimes dude, to kind of like justify your rent and all of your um, kind of expenses when you're walking down the street and there are just lines of tents. Um, but I think too, you know, I always question, I always not question rather, but I always kind of, kind of shift the, the line of thinking to people who kind of, you know, will use homelessness as kind of a means to like escape the city as like, you have to look at, this is a population that the, the city has failed. And this is their last means. I mean, I've done reporting before on the city's homelessness. And, you know, um, we have at least, you know, this, and this is 2019, so at least 9,000 to 10,000 homelessness on the street. Um, and also, you know, as well, you know, there's a good chunk of, you know, like the ride, the, the, gig, the gig economy, the ride share workers who are living out of their lifts and living out of their cars to essentially kind of, you know, make living in the city um, doable. And I think, to you know to an earlier caller with the weirdos and the creatives and we need i'm hoping that with this kind of exodus and with this kind of new you know way of thinking and all these opportunities that are kind of arise is that we come back to a city that really we aren't just you know for the six-figure income tech employee we are a city that can you know really justify you know and help um our you know our First, our first responders, our kind of creatives, the people who, you know, came here for a community and unfortunately couldn't stay because their jobs couldn't make that doable. Excuse so, me, Matt. We can um, maybe
0: uh, go back to the future to uh, let, yeah. let, me, let me go back to some callers here, people anxious to talk. And one of them is Joshua who joins us. Joshua, welcome. You're on the air.
12: Hey there. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I've been in San Francisco for almost 15 years. I'm from the Central Valley. I grew up really, really poor. And it's really disparaging to see the lack of understanding and compassion when we talk about big tech and how it's kind of ruined this city in a sense. And the fact that these people are even lucky enough to consider being able to leave this state and still keep their jobs. I'm an essential worker. I bartend and I'm still on unemployment and I'm I'm astonished daily by the way that I'm treated while I'm serving people these $10 beers and they're sitting out in smoke and, and you know, they're walking over homeless people without even questioning why, why the situation is what it is. And I hope that this max exodus brings back the beauty of the city and that we can get back to being compassionate people and, you know, truly trying to understand what the values of the city were and how things have changed. And it's, it's, in my heart, it's very, very disgusting and disparaging to see all of these people leaving because... They are uncomfortable with the situation when there's people like me who are forced to, you know, live this life every single day and we don't have an option.
0: Matt, it's good to hear Um, your point of view. And I thank you for it. Appreciate your call. Let me get to another caller. Joshua joins us. Joshua, thank you for waiting. You're on the air.
13: Oh, hey there. Sorry, this is actually Matt from Oakland, and uh, I run a local entertainment agency um, where we basically connect musicians with different performance opportunities, and we're all artist-run as well. So uh, we're pretty tapped into the local artist community here, and although I really um, enjoy the sentiment that you know there's going to be downward pressure on the rental markets and the uh, home markets here, Uh, the pandemic has really offered just sort of almost like a severing blow to the musician community, many of which have already had to leave the Bay Area involuntarily. Um, And also, you know, we're kind of at this point where over the last number of decades, the Bay Area in general has kind of lost its local appreciation for the arts. Um, Although we do have these large organizations, your blue collar musician who teaches music lessons and performs for a living has already um, been struggling to a huge extent. So um, I really do like the thought that the Bay Area could be affordable, but I also am a little bit worried at what that Bay Area is going to look like without many of the creatives that kind of give it the identity that we that we know it to be.
0: Yeah, I empathize and understand completely. Uh, it's been very hard on musicians and very hard in the arts community to thrive with this pandemic. And thanks, Matt, for joining us. I appreciate it. Uh, Paul writes: We moved to Asheville, North Carolina, in 2009 after five years. Despite the city's appeals, we moved back. I found Four Seasons to be overrated, but the primary reason we moved back was the discomfort of living in the Confederate States of America, paying local taxes in an environment where those elected to govern disdain government was unacceptable well we're getting uh certainly have received a lot of different views here and you may want to contemplate your own relationship and your own connection to the bay area regardless of what your roots might be and what brought you here or whether you were born and raised here i think uh, we've raised some very important questions this hour and matt charnock thank you for joining us appreciate your being with us
2: yeah thank you guys so much for having me. i really enjoyed everybody's insights and conversations so thank you so much
0: that's mark chanak and again he's weekend editor of sfist and uh We want to remind you that we always like hearing from you. If you want to let us know what you like to hear on Forum or what you have heard that you like or what you would propose uh, in the way of programming, we always uh, welcome your thoughts. Uh, You can email us, forum at kqed.org. And I also want to remind you that Mina Kim will be with you in the hour ahead. And uh, we be talking about Hispanics and Republicans. Uh, Stay tuned for that. And please uh, stay safe. I'm Michael Krasny.